time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress Yo, what's good, City Point? It is so awesome to see y'all. Thanks so much for being a part of our service today. It is so great to have y'all in the chat feature. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support this year. Y'all have just like legit showed out throughout the entire year. And I want to say how godly proud I am of you as a community. Thank you to all of our visitors and guests that are here with us today. Some of y'all have actually been rocking with us for a minute. And I want to just say that that is awesome that you have rocked out with the dopest church on the planet, um, as we affectionately call ourselves. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for connecting with us. And I hope that you are making yourself at home uh, in the community that we call City Point Community Church. It is the Sunday before Christmas, y'all. Can y'all believe that? Like the whole year is like almost over. Like that's, that is crazy. That is crazy. And so um, last two Sundays of the year, we want to finish this thing strong. I want to jump right into the word. We're looking at Luke chapter one, uh, verses 44 through 56. I'm going to offer up a quick word of prayer and then we'll jump right into this word. Father, in Jesus name, thank you so much for all that you have uh, done for us so far in this service, all that we have experienced so far. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will preach through me to these your people in a way that is real and that is relevant for them. I pray that you will be glorified through this sermon in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter one. Uh, Luke chapter one. We've been in this series. Um, God is with us. God with us. And um, um, appreciate you all being with us throughout the series. If you miss any of them, you can check them out uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also check them out on our website, citypointcc.org or on Facebook. They continue to uh, live there after they have streamed. Uh, on Facebook Live. I um, want to uh, jump into Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 55. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham, and his children forever. I want to talk from the subject. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. I remember it like it was yesterday. I wonder if my parents actually remember this. I was about six years old, right? Six year old. And um, uh, we were at the Taste of Chicago. 
And for those of you that have never been to the Taste of Chicago, definitely in the 80s and 90s, it was this really cool event where you go and you buy these tickets and all these restaurants from around Chicago are there and they are there to provide effectively a taste of Chicago. You can go there and buy little samples of food. And so we're at the Taste of Chicago. I'm I'm about six years old. I get separated from my parents. I end up in like the lost little kid tent at the Taste of Chicago in like 1987. And so all kinds of things start racing through my mind, right? I'm only six years old or so at the time. And I am wondering if my parents will come and pick me up, if they will ever find me. Do they know that I'm lost? Have they forgotten about me? Will they end up going home and forget that they even uh, brought me there? Have my parents just forgotten about me? And will I be here forever? As you can imagine, that was like the longest 15 minutes of my life as a sixth year old as I am waiting for my parents to show up. But finally, my parents showed up. They walked into that tent um, and I was super duper excited to see them because I recognized and realized that, of course, my parents had not forgotten about me. I'm talking to some people who this year feel like God has forgotten you. You feel like the six year old me that was sitting in that lost kid tent at the Taste of Chicago. You've been praying for some things. You've been experiencing some letdowns, perhaps God uh, not coming through in the way that you anticipated him coming through or the way that you prayed for him to come through. And you are feeling or asking the question, has God forgotten about me? Perhaps you have lost a job. Perhaps you have experienced a breakup. Perhaps you were passed over for a promotion or you are trying to level up in business or some other area of life. And it just still hasn't happened. Perhaps you have run into money issues this year or health issues this year. A myriad of things may be happening that are causing you to ask the question, has God forgotten about me? Has God forgotten about me? Has God passed over me? Is God no longer thinking about me? Is God not ever going to respond to my prayer? I want to say to those of you that find yourselves there this morning that Mary speaks a word to us today that God has not forgotten about us. That no matter what you're experiencing, no matter how God forsaken you may feel, the good news today is that God has not forgotten about us. Luke chapter one, verse 46 kicks off what is known as Mary's Magnificat. It is a song or essentially a poem that is assigned to Mary by Luke in reflection on the meaning of the birth of Jesus Christ and uh, what Jesus means to the Jewish community and what it means to Mary as his mother and what this all will mean to the world. This is Mary's reflection on what is happening, what she is digesting is happening to her and what is about to happen to humankind. And Mary stops for moment and shouts out some praises to God for what she has discovered. Uh, But within this is some theological testimony that we get from Mary, because as she is celebrating God, as she is expressing her uh, thankfulness to God, what she is also doing is dropping some theological clapbacks to all of us who would find ourselves wondering if God has ever has forgotten about us. 
in fact, she uh, uh, shares three things emphatically that should encourage all of us that God has not forgotten about us. The three things, if we were to look again through Mary's Magnificat that she shares with us that emphatically provide for us some encouragement that God has not forgotten us are, are first of all, the perception of God, the perception of God. She talks about the perception of God in verse 48. I want you to look there. She talks about his perception, God's vision in verse 48. It says, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. I want to not walk past that too fast. I I want us to park around that phrase. He took notice of us. He took notice. A few uh, weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was uh, doing this Zoom presentation or I was watching a Zoom presentation um, for uh, my seminary and it was done in in partnership between my seminary and another organization. And it was uh, about uh, OFWs or uh, overseas Filipino workers and uh, the exploitation that they experience in the hospitality industry working overseas. And so I I am uh, listening. I'm watching this hour and a half long Zoom and I I am um, hearing stories being shared by uh, uh, men and women who have experienced this exploitation and, and, and it's gripping, right? And, and it made me very reflective about something. It made me reflective on the fact that when I travel overseas, right? Right. I realize that how often I don't stop to really take notice of the ser- of the service staff. Right. I I know that they're there. Right. I know. And I realize that when I uh, reach out for room service, that somebody um, comes and brings the room service. When I uh, reach out and say I need more towels, somebody comes and brings more towels. I I notice that there are um, um, carts in the hallway during the day and that somebody is inside the room that that cart is sitting outside of and they are cleaning the room. And I know that somebody cleans my room because when I come back, the room is clean and, and I even leave a tip. Uh, I try to most times if I have cash, I will absolutely leave uh, a tip to support uh, the service staff. And so I know that they are present and, and, and I respect the service staff. But what I did come to realize is that I don't necessarily notice them uh, in a sense of being able to differentiate one from the other. Right. Looking into individuals eyes, taking notice uh, of them. I, I noticed that that is something that I must work on as a human being. What Mary says is that just like some people may not notice service workers and that how some people take them for granted. Mary effectively says some people may believe that God functions that way. But Mary says, no, this is something that I've discovered about God, that no matter what your socioeconomic status, no matter what your gender, no matter who you are, no matter how much you don't have your sanctified or holy life together, no matter how new you are to the faith or even how far away you are from the faith. What Mary says, what Mary provides for us theologically in this statement is that no matter who you are, where you are, God takes notice. Notice what she says right there in verse 48. He takes notice of his lowly servant girl. 
She says he took notice. He noticed me. And Mary is floored by that. Let me offer a word to those of you today that feel that God has forgotten about you, that you are insignificant to God, that in this big world that God has to run with all of these things that God needs to manage and oversee, that you are insignificant, that you are not valuable to God, that your uh, needs are not important to God, that your prayers and that the things that you hope for in your heart's desire, that those things are not important to God. Let me encourage you today that God ain't forgotten about you. He takes notice. No matter who we are, he takes notice. Let me push on. Not only does she share that with us about the perception of God, right? That God sees, that God notices. Not only does Mary share that, but let me share with you secondly that she speaks about personal attention from God. Personal attention from God. It's right there in verse 49. It says, for the, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for God. Yeah, she talks about the perception of God. Yeah, he sees, he notices, but also the personal attention from God. Um, my, my daughter, Layla, she um, is proud of the work that I do. You know, like oftentimes she will ask me, Dad, Daddy, do you have to go to church today? Or if I'm picking her up from daycare, did you have to go to the church today to record your sermon? Um, and so she understands my work. She's proud of the, the work that I do and, 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 and all of that stuff. Or if it's something related to work outside of City Point, if it's the, uh, the investments and she, um, she, she is proud of the work. She will come over to some of the houses, some of the projects sometimes. And, 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 um, and she is proud of all of that. She understands that that's something that mommy and daddy do. Um, to help provide a, a good foundation for her and a good a future and legacy for her. She understands that. Um, and she, she is proud of all of that. But, but her number one thing is not the work that I do in other places. That, that is not her, her most important thing, right? Like her most important thing and the thing that interests her are the things that I do with her and for her. Yeah, let, let me say that she is proud that I do work at City Point Community Church and she uh, is proud that I do work in other spaces. But what she really cares about is what I do with her and what I do for her. Uh, she cares about me taking her to the park. She cares about me uh, cuddling up on the sofa watching Disney Plus with her. She, she cares about me playing with her at the dollhouse. She cares about me going down into the playroom uh, to play with her as she uh, plays with her toys. She cares about those things, the things that I do with her. What Mary effectively says to us is that many of us, absolutely know that God does great things. We can just pick up the Bible and take a look and we notice that. We can ask Moses, right? Moses could tell us that God does great things. Uh, David can tell us that God does great things, right? He finds himself out there facing Goliath. All he has is a sling and a smooth stone and defeats Goliath with that. Daniel, Daniel could tell us God does great things. Daniel found himself in that lion's den and God locked the jaws of the lion and Daniel survived that night. We can look in the Bible and see that God does great things. Moses is with them at the Red Sea or the Sea of Reeds and God parts the waters of the Red Sea so that Israel could walk across on dry land. God does great things. We got a book for that. 
Ruth can tell us that God does great things. There are plenty of stories in scripture that tell us that God does great things. I don't think that's anybody's question. What's your question today is not whether or not God does great things, but does God do great things or will God do great things for me? Your concern this morning is not what God does in other places, in other spaces and for other people. Your concern like Layla is what is he doing for me? Mary shares with us some good news, some encouragement today in verse 49 when she says for her, when she says to us, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things. Oh, yeah, Mary, no kidding. I know he does great things. No, but she doesn't stop there. She says he has done great things for me. And that's good news for us. That's good news for those of you that are waiting, that feel God forsaken, that feel like God will not do good things for you. Mary reminds us that not only is God a doer of good, but that God is a doer of good for us. That God gets local with it. That even though God may have not shown up locally to your situation, to your circumstance yet, that does not mean that 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 does not mean that God will not show up. Yeah. Mary says he's done great things for me. So not only does she share with us the perception of God, not only does she share with us the personal attention from God. But let me push this thing along and share with you that that she shares with us. A word about the perfect memory of God. Let me admit to y'all that my short term memory is absolutely shot. I do way too many things. I stack my plate way too high with too many things. Um, I use up uh, too much of my time uh, stacking them up with obligations and responsibilities. And because of that, my short term memory is shot. Long term memory, pretty good. But the short term and my a doctor said a couple of years ago that it's just that you got to slow down. You got to stop doing as much. You need more breaks. You need more vacations because your mind just starts to just get rid of stuff um, in its short from uh, from holding it within short term memory. So so I get that about myself. I know that that's something that um, that I need to work on. And, it, and it's bad. Like I can forget like whole conversations that I had with somebody. Right. Like forget that. Totally forget that I even said that thing. But can I tell y'all that God ain't like that? God has no short term memory problems. Mary says in verse 54. He has helped to serve in Israel and remembered to be merciful. Verse 55, for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. She talks about the memory of God. Mary is is right here. Um, hearkening back to um, this um, understanding that Jews had regarding promises that God made to Abraham. Right. We know uh, Genesis 22, 18 says that um, through your seed, all nations will be blessed. Right. That is looking forward to this Messiah that they believe uh, God is going to send into the world that is going to save them from their sins and also rescue them from the oppressive hand um, that is over them. That is what they are looking forward to. But the only problem there is that generations have continued to come and go. And that has not happened between Abraham and Mary that we, we're talking about. We're talking about potentially thousands of years have passed between that promise and this particular point. And and 
what Mary is responding to is that this is a promise that God has made long ago and it's manifesting right now. It looked like delay meant denial, but it's manifesting itself right now. Mary is celebrating that and she is like, God remembers. Let me just speak a word to you today. To those of you that are in that similar place like Mary. Those of you that find yourself feeling like God has forgotten about us. Let me rather give you a word from Mary. Those of you that feel God forsaken or that God has forgotten about you. Let me give you a word that delay does not mean denial. To put it another way, sometimes God is slow, but he show. The truth of the matter is God has not forgotten about you. Mary talks about the memory of God, that God has a perfect memory, that God um even though he's slow does not mean that he will not act, even though it has not happened yet, does not mean that God will not do it. Just because the timing has not manifested does not mean that God has even given a no yet. She says that God has a perfect memory. And so I close just simply encouraging y'all, those of you that feel God forsaken or that feel that God has forgotten about you, slow down. He ain't forgotten about you. His memory is perfect. His perception is perfect is right on point. He takes takes notice of you. He does not just do good things for everybody else, but he will do good things in your life too. So keep praying, keep believing, keep living in faith, keep exercising your faith, keep being obedient to God, keep worshiping God, keep praying, keep doing all of those things and keep doing the work because faith without works is dead. But know that God has not forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. I'm going to close with reading Mary's Magnificat. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made his promise to our ancestors to Abraham and his children forever. God has not forgotten about you. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for reminding us today that you have not forgotten about us. Delay does not mean denial, and we thank you for that. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will strengthen my brother and my sister while they wait. Your word says that it is good to wait patiently upon the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give us that patience, that endurance while you work. I pray that, God, you will work on us in the meantime. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Yo, that's the word for today. I appreciate y'all. Peace.